Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dr. Joel, welcome. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate your continued interest in the case. It means so much to us that uh, we're willing to put our... And Dr. Joel, absolutely. Also with us is Carlos Vega, who, of course, was in the DA's office, top flight homicide uh, prosecutor. And Carlos ran against Larry Krasner last time. Carlos, good to talk with you again, too. Uh, Great to have me back. Uh, Dr. Joel, um, let me um, ask, take us through your mindset of calling for the death penalty. Did you just look at every element of this case? Talk about the family and publicly calling for that. Well, I, I think it's really simple. You know, we're both police officers. I've been a police chief for 32 years, went on 33 years, uh, worked in Philadelphia for 17, been a chief for a third of my career. My wife's a homicide investigator. We know, you know, what prongs need to be met for the threshold of a death penalty case. We sat down with Krasner shortly after my son was killed, and we basically had the conversation with him. We know that he opposes the death penalty. However, the death penalty is something that is on the books, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is a tool uh, that's used to deter criminals from committing such heinous acts. And it's, it's just for this. It's for heinous, callous acts from adults like this kid, you know, someone who comes into Philadelphia and prays on the citizens of Philly. We, we need to make a statement here. Uh, we need it for the city. We need it for the, our family. And uh, we won't rest until Krasner uh, at least elects to go that direction, and that's uh, what he can do. It's in his purview, and it's what he should do. Well, first, let me thank you, though, by for this decision in doing this going forward with it, because I feel, as you just put it, you're not defending just the memory of your son and his wife and the kids and you and the heartbreak. You're defending me, my family. You're defending people in Philadelphia. And by extension, you're trying to defend all of us in a country that has the death penalty on the books, but will not go for it. And you're exactly right. Every element overwhelmingly, if convicted on this basis, is met, Dr. Joel. There is no doubt. When you met with Krasner, and I know these, some of these are private, but in general, did he just say that I'm against the death penalty, even though it's on the books? He absolutely uh, gave us reasoning behind his feelings, and uh, we gave him reasoning behind ours. Um, I, as I said, my wife works homicide investigation and works them every day. She's uh, worked nothing but capital murder cases. And unfortunately, I mean, we worked in Texas for a large majority of the last 
decades of our career or so, but the death penalty is on the books there and it's on the books here. And we realize that a jury may not elect to give someone death, but it is appropriate to charge that. And when you take your oath to become the district attorney in the city of Philadelphia, and you say that you're representing the disenfranchised and, uh, and folks, you know, that don't traditionally get justice, well, where do we stand? When you're, when you're black, white, brown, tan, or even blue, where do you stand in the eyes of this district attorney? If some heinous crime happens like that, are you not going to use everything in your toolbox to uh, procure justice for not only our family, for our son, for the rest of the people in the city who uh, have families that have gone through similar events and not seen that type of justice. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Carlos Vega with us. Carlos, uh, you were a long time, and I'm sure you tried cases, I hope anyhow, where the death penalty was in play. Uh, what can you tell us about what goes on in Krasner's office now? And maybe even more shockingly, the, uh, the guy who has to sign the death warrant, we have that aspect too, and that's uh, Governor Shapiro, who said, well, the system is fallible. Aren't there cases, though, where it's so clear there is no doubt? We have video evidence. We have testimony. We have people admitting that they did it. Well, well there are safeguards in a death penalty, and I've prosecuted many death penalty cases, and I've uh, uh, obtained the death penalty on 14 separate cases. And the safeguard is this. You have 12 jurors who have to unanimously agree to impose a death penalty. And the way the system works is the defense could put on any factors of mitigation. And also they've changed the rules during the course of my career that they even have the DA uh, let the defense attorney be the last person to argue to give the defendant every advantage he can have. Yeah, exactly. And, and Dr. Joel, you and your wife are uniquely situated, as you said, to see this play out. And again, uh, you, you can't run around saying the general things that probably Krasner said to you or Shapiro when we have somebody, and I believe, is there uh, footage? Is there camera footage of what happened? Absolutely. There's uh, undeniable evidence that our son was executed executed by this person, by this monster. And to say, um, I'm just harking back to yesterday, Dom. Uh, I mean, Krasner's office says in a statement, we don't have blanketed policies when it comes to sentencing recommendations. I call BS on that. There's there are blanket statements and blanket policies, decisions that he makes all the time when it comes down to uh, prosecuting uh, people and communities that, you know, he goes after, the blue community. Uh, he tries and retries and tries again to obtain prosecutions. So that's a blanket policy, obviously, that's in that office. But another blanket policy in that office would be, again, not applying the death penalty, not applying to, to let a jury of peers decide whether a case meets that threshold. Is, is he God? Is he the person that makes that decision that says, okay, well, I, I just don't think that this meets that threshold. As Carlos said, they're mitigating factors to every case. They're aggravating factors to every case. I can't help but think that this delay, this artificial delay uh, of almost a year to put this case on, to bring it to a preliminary hearing was done so to allow, in my opinion, and this is my own opinion, uh, defense attorneys 
to create or come up with other mitigating factors because this case is such an overwhelmingly, uh, uh, it fits the death penalty so overwhelmingly well. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And again, uh, you're a better man than I and your wife and all. I mean, I, I, on this, I give no ground. It doesn't have to be a heinous. So you take a life. I don't care whose life it is. If it meets the definition of the uh, a death penalty, first degree murder, you get the death penalty. But I agree with you. Would you emphasize for listeners again, it's been a year. How many delays your family has been put through in this case? There have been four continuances. Uh, we were told that the continuances to this case or delays were due to the disregard, I'm sorry, the the attorney who represents the defendant being injured uh, due to an accident. Um, Again, when cases are put on, especially cases of this magnitude, you have multiple, multiple attorneys from the uh, defense that can stand up a case, especially a case that took five minutes to put on in a preliminary hearing. Uh, so you can't tell me that, you know, we gave this time, uh, these several, these four continuances to be fair to the defense. No, we're being unfair to the family. We're being unfair to the decedent. We're being unfair to the citizens of Philadelphia by pushing this down a road when this was the only case since February of 20, in February of 2023, when my son was murdered that hadn't made it to a preliminary hearing at this point. And I can't help but think that that happened because of the resistance that we put up in his office. And when we share with him that we would fight to the bitter end because we're not a family in the city of Philadelphia that would, again, acquiesce to what the DA, the DA said. We, we know better. And what yeah. we're going to do is help educate members of the community about these decisions. And we hope to polarize the community and make them understand that when the DA says that they represent all communities and all constituencies, sometimes you know, we're looking at uh, a difference of, I think the guy in Enon Baptist Church said it best. And, and, and I don't mean to get off the, the rail here, but the Enon pastor a few months ago said, this situation is colored differently. It's an interesting statement. The only pastor in the city of Philadelphia that came out and said something on the news said it's colored differently and said it for a reason. Oh, because yeah. Well, I, I get that exactly. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that's exactly right. And in addition to that, Carlos, you know, the inequities we hear in the justice system and and anybody would know that there are some over the course of time with someone who is a minority or whatever. But in this case, it's not about that. It's a kid from the suburbs, maybe wealthy, who's white and the aggrieved person. Not that these things should matter, but let's face it, they do in my mind in the grand scheme of things is an African-American officer doing his job single-handedly here. In a court of law, I would think that cuts towards something to take away this idea you can't have the death penalty because it's unfair to someone who is not white. And and I totally agree, and that was done with the Sergeant Wilson case, which was uh, an African-American officer killed in the line of duty. And another thing I'd add is... Mr. Krasner decimated the office because I'll tell you right now from personal knowledge, there is only one DA in that entire office who has obtained the death penalty, and he's not even in the homicide unit. So I'm very curious if they're going to put that DA to prosecute the case or they're going to put someone with no experience who has never obtained the death penalty. So well, that speaks volumes yeah, to what's and, going and on. Carlos, without getting away from the major point today with the, the Fitzgerald family, you're on to something here, though. I'm told, and you know better, 
that some of the people trying cases, even if they try their best, they're not skilled. They're new. They're not directly on point. We know, look, I went to law school and all and practiced without a license, kiddingly, on the air. But uh, I was told by the best criminal uh, defense professor I had, don't listen to these other professors here who never were in a courtroom. They'd have their coat, uh, coat stolen, filled up. You wouldn't know where they are. You really have to know how to prosecute a crime like this. You can't be a rookie. You can't be somebody all over the place. And, and I totally agree. I mean, they have people in that unit, a homicide unit, trying murder cases with only two years' experience that have done maybe two or three juries. I'll use my personal experience. It took me over 30 juries and five years before I was allowed to try a homicide. And even then, they put me to try less complicated homicides till I was groomed to the level that I was able to be there for 30 years. Uh, Carlos, what defense could they possibly offer in this? Is it an insanity defense, something like that? Uh, the only defense I could say is that he was insane or, or that he was uh, under the influence of drugs or, or alcohol to the point that he could not form the intent to kill. That's the only, the only two viable defenses which we'll know when uh, right. he's arraigned because at arraignment, the DA has to file death notice, and also the defense will put on whatever affirmative defenses they're going to put on. And, Carlos, um, you know, you often hear this uh, to form the intent. I believe, at least back to what my own personal sense of this, is that you can form the intent in a nanosecond. This doesn't have to be that you sit there and plot this for six weeks, you know, that kind of argument. No, no, and I've explained that to many jurors. It takes a split second. When you have a gun in your hand... You have the choice to pull the trigger, point at someone, or point it in the air. In this case, he all that motions he did was show his intent to kill. So exactly. I, I, I'm completely confident it is a first-degree murder with uh, the malice and intent to kill that police officer. Uh, Dr. Joel Fitzgerald with us. Doctor, you said something about educating the public on this. I'd be happy to help if you're going to do a forum or anything of that nature around this because... There's so many elements you brought up today about this, and you are such a, a good uh, articulator of that, about what's going on here with Krasner and the damage that's being done, that I would hope the media then would examine this more thoroughly. Is that what you're talking about doing? I, I am, and um, my wife and I are really dedicated to ensuring that families get justice in the city the justice that they deserve, and the victims get the justice they deserve. But moreover, let's remember the best predictor of Larry Krasner's behavior is his own notorious history, right? The way he deals with homicides, ag assaults, and other violent crimes that the city is grappling with daily, is ironically, you know, it's when he says blanket policies, he's the one that's applying a blanket policy towards handling the violent criminals that create crime in the city and disorder. So it's ironic that he would say, again, that he's representing the underrepresented, when in fact, that's not what he's doing. He's representing a, a notion out there that the death penalty needs to be abolished. He's representing something that he, he swore. He put his hand on the Bible, and he said, just like police officers do, I swear to uphold the Constitution, and then insert your state. It, it could be the state of Texas. It mm -hmm. could be the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. But you swear to uphold the laws of that state. Is he doing that, Philadelphia? 
Without a doubt. Dr. Joel, thank you again. Thanks for what you're doing uh, throughout all this heartbreak. And uh, Carlos, good to know that you're very close to this. We admire your work also. And anytime you guys want to come back on to give us an update or what you're thinking or what's going to happen next, we want to hear from you as quickly as you can. Okay, great. Nice Thank talking you, to you. Thank you. Thank Next you, Dr. Joel. I'll take you up on hosting the forum. There's no uh, doubt about it. Okay, let me up. know, and I will, whatever time, whatever place, it would be my uh, great honor to do that. This is important work. And you are somebody... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And Carlos, who could uh, make this have meaning despite Krasner. Dom G. Udano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.